This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. I first saw this on KCTV5's website last week. You know, the Missouri legislature failed to pass a sports betting bill. The Missouri Pro Sports Betting Coalition has filed four petitions to get wagering on the ballot. Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, is with me. I was thinking about this, Bill. Last time we talked, it was at the end of the legislative session, and the baseball season was just starting. The time has flown by. Yeah, it really has. Uh, we're nearing the end of the season, and, um, you know, wasn't quite the year we had hoped for, obviously, but um, time marches on, and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to a better one next year. I know at the end of the legislative session, and we were getting close, you said you were you were still willing to kind of wait and, and let the legislators do their job. Uh, it didn't happen, and from what I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like the upcoming legislative session that things can happen. So how how much did that force everyone's hand to kind of start moving in this direction of, of getting it on a ballot? Well, that was that was the key. I mean, we, we really had hoped for a legislative uh, approach to this, but um, we would just keep running into a brick wall um, in the Senate, uh, in particular with Senator Denny Hoskins, who um, uh, has been able to basically filibuster it. So um, we, as a result, we, meaning the sports coalition, the six teams, pros teams in Missouri, Cardinals, Blues, and City SC on the St. Louis side, and Chiefs, Royals, and the KC Current uh, women's uh, pro soccer team on the KC side uh, are all together and saying, you know what, uh, if we can't get it done in this upcoming session, uh, let's just put it to a vote of the people. And so that's why we filed some a ballot language um, that would presumably or antici- would anticipate it to go on the ballot in the um, November election next year. Uh, from what I saw on the KCTV5 report, there were four petitions. Now, someone listening like myself may not understand that. Why Why four petitions? Yeah, they're, they're actually all pretty similar. The only difference is um, a, a couple of ways in which the, this, the licenses for um, approving sports betting uh, get distributed uh, among the various stakeholders, such as the team's the mobile operators and casinos uh, only because we haven't sort of finalized, you know, our agreements with them to, to discuss, you know, how we would support this initiative and so forth. So those are just, they're, they're not that much different. I mean, on, on all the substantive points, uh, the four are the same. We would likely um, choose one here in the near future and uh, support that one as, as opposed to multiple ones. Bill DeWitt, the third president of the St. Louis Cardinals with us. Uh, the Missouri Pro Sports Betting Coalition will try to get legalized sports betting on the ballot. Um, several states around us are already doing it. I feel like Missouri is behind the eight ball on this. But but this is a lengthy process. Can you kind of take us through what needs to happen and what the timeline is to, to get something like this on the ballot? Yeah, I mean, for any ballot initiative, it's uh, it's quite a, an undertaking because you have to number one get the Secretary of State's office to approve the language, and that's what we've what we're in the process of, of doing right now. Uh, then you have to get a bunch of signatures um, that you know, need to be verified, um, and that signature gathering process um, you know takes a while uh, and it can be costly. So uh, the teams have a little bit of um, 
a built-in advantage that we could, you know, appeal to our fans who are uh, looking to help us on this perhaps, but, um, uh, but, but, you know, it, it'll take a, take a number of months. And then once you ha- have the uh, number of signatures you, you need, um, then it's approved for being on the ballot. And then at that point, you want to support the effort and make sure that, that your fans and the voters understand what, the issue is all about. So there's a, a media component to this as well uh, to try to um, to push it over the goal line here at the election time. If everything falls into place and it gets on the ballot uh, and it were to be voted on by the people and, and approved, uh, how quickly would sports betting start up in Missouri then? What's the goal? Yeah, it takes a while for the uh, the gaming commission, who would be charged with you know kind of setting the rules of this new industry, uh, but they have a lot of um, of states to look at because it's obviously legal in in all these other states now. So um, they would have a head start, but it would probably take them six to nine months. I'm thinking. Uh, so in all likelihood, you'd be looking at the second half of 25. Um, or a little past that, I I think, to see actual sports betting happening in Missouri. Show me today. With the third president of the Cardinals, we've got pro teams uh, in St. Louis, pro teams in Kansas City. Fans can jump right across uh, either state, Illinois and Kansas, and and vote. What type of frustration are you hearing from uh, your fans? And and is it more because you guys are right on the border? Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of fans who go across the river in Missouri to Illinois and and do it legally because the geofencing is pretty technical now. I mean, literally you cross a bridge and you can do it. Uh, When you get back over here, you can't. Same thing on the uh, Kansas City side. Um, It is frustrating. And I think what's, you know, even for somebody, I, I like to say this, is that who may not be interested in sports betting, uh, it's an issue that's already happening, um, and it's happening in an untaxed and unregulated way. So, um, you know, kind of like the marijuana argument, but it's a different issue. But, but theoretically, it's sort of the same in that um, the illegal operators are are doing this. There's no crackdown or enforcement against it anymore because the, the any, any stigma is gone. It's happening legal everywhere else, and so why not tax it and regulate it? and have funding for problem gaming uh, to be available for anybody that needs that and, um, you know, bring this thing out in the open so it can be done in a proper way and to create tax revenue for the state uh, as opposed to it just happening offshore and who knows where else. I've always thought it would be a great idea for Missouri to jump on board and and one of the states that I pointed to that jumped on it real early and they don't have uh, pro sports teams is the state of Iowa. Now, They've had some controversy. Some Iowa and Iowa State players uh, have been involved in gambling. What can you tell us in terms of Major League Baseball and how they monitor that and how they talk with players and how they watch um, sports betting? Even though we don't have it here in Missouri, it's, it's still taking place. How, how does Major League Baseball handle that with their players? Yeah, I mean, they've been very aggressive and very uh, open with the communication, uh, working with the Players Union as well to – Make sure players know that they obviously can't participate in any of, of that. They can't 
be influenced by any of it. And, you know, another uh, issue here that the leagues, when it's legalized, work with the gaming commissions to make sure that the types of bets that can be made, whether it's, you know, win-loss, obviously that's an obvious one on a game, but, you know, prop bets are in-game bets on outcomes other than uh, the, the, the outcome of the game. The leagues work, work with the players and with the gaming commission on what is um, appropriate for uh, somebody to bet on so that you don't have these temptations and these manipulations. Um, and of course, that's going to happen probably. We hope it doesn't. But um, there's a whole enforcement mechanism. There are um, groups through the league offices who are monitoring this. Um, and the Gaming Commission has, you know, an, an oversight role here. And so, you know, there's, like I said, it's bringing this whole thing out into the open and making sure that the rules of the game are very clear to everybody in it. And I think that's what we need to have happen as opposed to, you know, underground shady stuff happening and nobody knows about it. Bill, I don't know if I heard this or I, I dreamed this up or this was my, my thought, but when Bally's took over from from Fox, the regional networks, and we've got Bally Sports Midwest, Bally uh, Sports Kansas City, my assumption was that they were going to do that so that when there was legalized sports betting that there was a way to integrate that during the broadcast. Is that true? Or was I dreaming that up? Or was that kind of a – am I even close to reality on that? Um, you're not too far off. I think there was a, an initial hope that Bally's would – provide that segue into a, you know, a sports betting, call it an alternative channel maybe. I don't know that we would ever want to have it be blatantly on the main channel, but uh, the thought was maybe an alternative channel could be focused on a sports betting set of statistics and things. But, um, you know, with the way the regional sports networks are going right now, that's kind of the last uh, of the worries right now. Uh, and that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. topic we yeah. can do on another day. Yeah. But, um you know, with cord cutting and everything, that uh, hasn't been a priority for the sports networks, the regional sports networks, that is. Um, in the future, it could be, like I mentioned, as an alternative channel, but that's a little bit down the road. Bill DeWitt III, the president of the Cardinals. Uh, you were born in Cincinnati. As sports betting becomes the norm, what should happen to Pete Rose and his bid for the Hall of Fame? Uh, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I was always a huge Pete Rose fan growing up. My parents were from St. Louis, of course, but moved to yeah. Cincinnati in the 60s, and that's where I raised uh, on baseball in the Big Red Machine, and then, of course, got involved in the Cardinals uh, 28 years ago. So this feels certainly like home, but, you know, that's a tough one because it's contextual, right? I mean, it was obviously not allowed in any form back then, um, and you know, we all sort of know the saga of it leaking out that he had done it and stuff. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on that one. I, I think that you have that issue as well as the steroid issue for players. And um, I kind of leave it up to the writers. <laughs> it's their problem, not, <laughs> not ours. If I had a vote, I would probably uh, grind on the, on, on a decision. But since I don't have to, I just kind of leave it to them. How soon does prep work begin for the front office on, on the next season? Kind of take our, our fans into what goes on behind the scenes here as the season winds down. Yeah, I mean, it's already kind of happening. I mean, this is such an unusual year for us because we've, you know, been so competitive for so many years. Uh, but to have it um, 
you know, be a tough season on the field. You know, you're seeing it actually already where the young players are playing. We're, we're seeing what they can do. Uh, maybe they're getting more time now than they otherwise might have in the heat of a pennant race. So I think some of that planning you're, you're already seeing. And then in terms of, you know, there's a ton of work done at the trade deadline to make sure that we, um, you know, tried to retool for, for next year and beyond. And then now as we wind down the season, uh, we'll quickly um, go into a mode of trying to determine what the proper strategy is for improving the club. I mean, no secret, we need to bolster our pitching staff. And, you know, we'll, we'll attempt to do that through a bunch of different ways. And so early planning is happening on that. But, um, you know, you have to play out the season, get through the playoffs and the postseason, the World Series, and then, then it starts in earnest with everybody. Yeah. I, I have no advice in terms of pitching, but I, I will say this. I love the powder blue unis. Uh, that should be a Friday night home jersey, too. I'd love to see that in Bush Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like it. Yeah. yeah no, and, they used to wear it at home uh, during the 80s. Yeah. And, uh, we've yeah. kind of chosen it as a road thing. But, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I'm a big uniform aficionado. And, uh, listen, I don't understand MLB rules on how many jerseys you can have, but I think you should unveil a red jersey for home, and I would love to see navy blue jerseys on road games sometimes. Hmm, yeah, How about that. Huh? Well, they do with the new Nike arrangement. They actually do limit it. You, you're only limited to four versions of your jersey plus one, and the plus one is the City Connect. Yeah, yeah. Um, when... Which the Cardinals haven't done yet, but stay tuned on that. One. Okay. All right. A little tease there. All right. Something to look forward to. Now, look at if if these powder blues show up at home, or I see a red jersey, I'm not going to come after you for you know any marketing rights or anything like that. But uh, maybe maybe some nice seats behind home plate or something. Maybe we can watch a game together. Okay. I think that's a <laughs> that's a fair commission. All right. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna save this clip and I'll. Uh... <laughs> I'll send it over to you. <laughs> uh, hey, Bill, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, catching us up on the Sports Betting Coalition and um, chatting a few minutes with baseball. Always appreciate it. Okay, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Yep, Bill Take DeWitt, care. the third president of the Cardinals. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.